What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Reek Knows Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you are new. This is a place where we talk all about NBA basketball. So if you love hoops, this is the place for you. And in today's video, we're going to be talking about the Sacramento Kings. This is the What's Next series, where I talk about what's next for some of your favorite NBA teams. And quite frankly, um, what's next for the Sacramento Kings is um, not too much, honestly. Uh, a team that's been in turmoil for pretty much 15 years. They haven't made the playoffs since, I think, 2007. I believe, or maybe 2006. It's been a very long time since the Kings have played playoff basketball, which is kind of a shame because um, the Sacramento fans are such a good fan base, and they have some really good young talent. It's ha they've had some good young talent come through this organization, but it's just been um, pretty disorganized over the past you know decade and a half. So I don't know. Uh, they got the Aaron Fox. That's a building block, but they got to do a better job surrounding him with talent. We're going to go through what they did this offseason. And then look back at some of their draft history because it's been pretty bad over the last 15 years. But let's get into it. And, yeah, the Kings, they didn't really do anything this offseason, you know, which was kind of kind of expected. They're not a free agent destination. They had the trade on the table that would have brought Kyle Kuzma to the team. Um, and then as soon as that news broke, which was that trade was almost finalized, all of a sudden Russell Westbrook was an L.A. Laker. Uh, that's just how quickly that happened. And I think adding Kyle Kuzma would have been a nice, cool little addition for this team. Um, he's been linked to – Kuzma was linked to the Kings, like, the past couple seasons in trade talks, but that trade never happened. Um, would have been interesting to see how, you know, Buddy Hill would have been in L.A. and all that. But as for the Kings, Buddy Hill has been a player that they've been trying to trade for, like, the last two or three years, and it just hasn't happened. Marvin Bagley, who was the number two overall pick, and he's always going to be linked – to being drafted ahead of Luka Doncic, ahead of Trey Young, even guys like Jaron Jackson was drafted behind him, and even some more players. That was a very good draft class, and he's underperformed in his first couple, in his first few seasons. I um, spent three years now, mainly because he can't stay on the court. But when he is on the court, there's just a bunch of turmoil. Is he a four? Is he a five? Hasn't been figured out. And then as far as Sacramento goes. Um, they've been changing coaches. It seems like almost every year. Luke Walton is the guy right now, but Luke Walton kind of helped this team take a step back. <laughs> they took a step back on the Luke Wong. They had Dave Yeager. They were almost a playoff team. They were running up and down the court. They had one of the fastest paces in the league. When you have a guy whose nickname is Swiper, you're supposed to be running up and down the court. And then Luke Walton comes in, and they pretty much you know slow the pace down and stuff. And this offseason, they brought back Rashawn Holmes on a pretty team-friendly deal, which was a W of a move. Um, they were unable to get the Buddy Hill kyle Kuzma swap done. And other than that, they didn't really do much. They bring Alex Lynn back to town, and that's really it, um, honestly. They trade for Tristan Thompson, and then they draft Davion Mitchell, which ah, I, I'm with a lot of people when we just don't understand why they drafted Davion Mitchell at the ninth overall spot. I, I believe it was ninth overall. Don't understand why. You drafted Tyrese Halliburton last year. You already have De'Aaron Fox. Your best two players are in your backcourt. Your best two players are in your backcourt. And now you add a third guy in Davion Mitchell. You pretty much draft, spend a top 10 pick on him to come off the bench this season, essentially. That's essentially what you did when you could have drafted a guy like, you know, even like a James Book Knight or maybe just trade back, you know, trade back and then maybe get somebody or just, you know, draft for fit at that point. You know, get quality players. You did that with Tyrese Halliburton last year. You drafted a guy that was NBA ready who was going to come in, produce, and he's just a sound quality player. May never be like an all-star, but he's always going to be one of those very valid role players at the very least. And... I think Davion Mitchell is going to be that, too. I think he's going to be a sound guy. He's, you know, a four-year player. He's already 22 years old. He's going to come in. He's going to be a very good defender, I think, from day one. And I think his offense is also going to be, you know, pretty impactful. 
But when you have already two guards, you know, you're not going to run a lot of three-guard lineups. I don't think so. Um, and where are you going to throw Reese at the three? I don't really think so. He's only like 180 pounds. Uh, you wouldn't want De'Aaron Fox going in threes. And, De- and Davion Mitchell's only 6'1". 6'1 on the good day, honestly. He might be like 5'11", honestly. But the Kings, let's get into their draft history because I think that Davion Mitchell pick explains just how confusing and discombobulated the Kings draft history has been. So let's get into it. This is a rabbit hole. This is kind of a rabbit hole, man. I, like, when I had thought of this video, um, I thought of this video like a, a few weeks, maybe even a month ago. I was just like up at night, and I'm like, let me look at the Kings draft history because I was just thinking in my head like all the players that they drafted. And there was a couple years I, I couldn't think of. And then I was able to, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, they did draft him, and they drafted him too. And I'm like, wow, the Kings have really a bad draft history, and they always have a top 10 pick, it seems like. But let's get into it. I'm going to start from... 2007. That's their first lottery pick. Um, the number 10 pick, they took Spencer Hawes. They took Spencer Hawes. And Spencer Hawes had a... Oop, I didn't mean to do that. Spencer Hawes had a okay career. Like, you know, to some degree, he was an okay player. You know, he averaged like nine points a game. But he had a couple years where he was really good. But it wasn't with the Sacramento Kings, really. It was with Philadelphia in the trust the process years. He had a couple years in Sac where he averaged double figures. But I mean, other than that, only three years in Sacramento. Uh, he was he was a stretch five. He was kind of before his time, man. Spencer Hawes could shoot the pill. Kind of before his time. Um, you could say that was definitely an L of a pick. And that was number 12 overall. I'm not sure who was in this draft class. You know, let's check it out. Let's see who was taken maybe behind him. Um, Dad Young was taken behind him, who has been a very, very productive player. Um, dang, there's names on here that I haven't seen. Rodney Stuckey, Nick Young. Whew, th- those are some names I ain't heard in a long time. Jared Dudley was in this draft class, Wilson Chandler. So there were some quality guys, Aaron Brooks, Aaron Aflalo. There was definitely some quality guys taken behind Spencer Hawes, but you can't really say that was too much of an L of a pick, honestly, because uh, there wasn't like a guy that they really missed on in that first round. So, you know, that's one year. And then the next year, Jason Thompson. Jason Thompson, I don't remember him really doing much in the league, honestly. Uh, I just remember him from 2K. That's really all I can tell you about Jay. Like, I remember him from 2K. He had a few years averaging double-figure points. He played the majority of his career in Sacramento, too. So, I mean, at least he stuck around. But didn't really do much. Not enough to do, you know, for a lottery pick at number 12 overall. Um, they also took Sean Singletary. I don't know who that was. That was in the second round. And then Patrick Ewing Jr., Okay, uh, I don't really know who's in this draft class either that was taken behind Jason Thompson, but you know, let's check it out. Not really some crazy names. I mean, you got guys like Roy Hibbert who ended up being an all star at one point, JaVale McGee, um, JJ Hickson. Wow, Ryan Anderson had you know a couple of really good years in the league, George Hill, like Nick Batum, Sergi Bakker. There were some guys definitely taken in that back half of the first round that you know. Ended up being better than Jason Thompson for sure. Um, but DeAndre Jordan was also in that draft class. Mario Chalmers was. I, there were some definitely very quality players. And then this is the year that sticks out to me. Tyreek Evans. I only had to go through this draft class. Tyreek Evans was rookie of the year. And I will never, I will never forgive the Sacramento Kings for changing this man from being a point guard, which is what he thrived at, was having the ball in his hands, slashing, playmaking, getting downhill, getting to the bucket, and saying, play off the ball. We want you to play the shooting guard position. Um, Tyreek Evans, the one thing about his game, he can't really shoot the three ball very well. He's not somebody that spaces the floor. He needs the ball in his hands to be effective. Take the ball out of his hands, and his career goes to shit, you know, pretty much instantly in Sacramento. 
They ru- they ruined the trajectory of his career. I think Tyree Evans could have been a very good player. Uh, he obviously fell out of the league for other reasons, which we're not going to name in this video. But he's out of the league now for that reasons. But I, early on, he was somebody that definitely had all-star kind of potential. He averaged 25-5 and five as a rookie. One rookie of the year in a class that had James Harden, Stephen Curry. Um, Blake Griffin was technically in his draft class, but he didn't play until the following year. Had some heavy hitters in that draft class. I'm probably forgetting some guys, too. That was a very good draft class. And the Kings pretty much um, ruined the arc of his career. And it took him a while to kind of get everything back on track. So, yeah, I blame the Kings for that one and whoever was their head coach back then. Uh, The following year, Boogie Cousins. We know about Boogie Cousins in Sacramento. This is a pick that they hit on. Boogie was the best center in the league at one point. And Boogie's one of the most talented big men offensively that we've ever seen in this game. It sucks what happened to him, you know, obviously tearing the Achilles and all the injuries that have followed it. But when Boogie was at his peak, man, if y'all didn't get to see Boogie Cousins play at his peak, it was really special because he was putting up insane numbers, you know, pretty much every other night. He was truly something to watch. And then we get into a stretch that might be the worst draft stretch I've ever seen. Uh, This might be the worst draft stretch I've ever seen. 2011, Bismack Biombo at number seven overall. Somehow, some way, I forgot to mention in 2011, the Kings also drafted Isaiah Thomas with the last pick. And he averaged a dub for the Kings. And we know he went to Boston, averaged almost 30 points a game. Um, Isaiah, if you see this video, I'm sorry that I forgot to mention you. You're one of my favorite players. That is completely my bad. Hope you are back in the league very soon. 2012, Thomas Robinson taking ahead of Damian Lillard. I know that right off the top of my head. Um, I think Bismack Biombo was taken ahead of Kawhi Leonard, which a lot of teams pass on Kawhi Leonard. So, I mean, that's kind of understandable at that point. But Bismack Biombo did not, you know, I think they traded him to Charlotte even, you know, so he didn't really spend much time there. Uh, or hold on, I think this pick was from Charlotte. No, they traded him straight to Charlotte. So, you know, they could have had Kawhi Leonard or somebody like that. Um, then 2012 Thomas Robinson, Damian Lillard was the very next pick. Thomas Robinson did not do a damn thing in the NBA like really he was out of the league pretty quick um he was a very good college player but he did not translate well to the NBA then you got Ben McLemore in 2013 he was supposed to be the next coming of Ray Allen he's kind of resurrected resurrected his career shout out to him but it's definitely not the trajectory that they thought he was going to be um spent a couple times he was in Sacramento two different times didn't really um find his footing there at all but he played well for the Rockets he was okay for the Lakers last year now he's in Portland, so it's good to see him still in the league. Very next season, uh, Nick Stauskas at number eight overall. That was a 2014 draft. Um, Nick Stauskas really didn't do much in the league either. I believe he's out of the league now. Um, last time I remember seeing him play was in Portland a few years ago. And, yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of, a number eight overall pick. This, Nick Stauskas was a killer in college, though. He was a killer in college. Guys taking behind the nose, like, uh, Zach Levine was taking – Five picks later. That's tough. Zach Levine was taking five picks later. Um, You got guys like, you know, Dario Saros is a very quality player. TJ Warren is very quality. Yusuf Nurkic. Definitely some good players in this draft class that were taken behind Nick Stauskas, the Kings, botching another draft pick. And then this following year, Marquise Chris was taken at number eight. And then I believe they traded him for a guy whose last name was Papianis. I forget his first name. But he... Didn't do, didn't do anything. Did not do anything. So, wasted another lottery pick, essentially. Um, and then they they hit on De'Aaron Fox. They hit on De'Aaron Fox. Um, 
he kind of fell into their lap, honestly. Uh, Josh Jackson was taking one pick ahead of him. And Josh Jackson seems like a Sacramento Kings type of pick. Um, shout out to Josh Jackson for getting his career a little bit back on track. But he's, he seemed like a Sacramento Kings type of pick. Somebody that has extremely high upside, but um, definitely could be a bust. And, yeah, that seems like a Kings type player. Um, following year, it took Marvin Bagley. And, honestly, at the time... I can say this from a fan perspective. At the time, I thought Marvin Bagley was the correct pick. Um, he was, as a freshman in college, he was dominant. He was dominant at Duke. The ACC is like one of, one of the top two conferences in college basketball. Um, and he was dominant at Duke. He was very dominant. I believe he won player of the year as a freshman in the ACC. And, oh, I did not mean to do that. I believe he won player of the year as a freshman in the ACC. And, um, yeah, it just hasn't worked out for all the reasons I named earlier. Um a lot of friction between him. I would hope to see him in a new situation sometime soon. Um, and then in 2019, they did not have their first-round pick. I believe the Celtics had it that year. And the Celtics in 2019, they took Romeo Langford. So, I mean, Romeo Langford ha- hasn't really, you know, blossomed right now. But he might have been able to turn into something in Sacramento because there would have been a lot more minutes for him available. Um, they took guys like, you know, Justin James, who's been on the roster for a little bit. They got him in the second round. So that was cool. And then last year, they had Tyrese Halliburton, who fell into their lap. Completely fell into their lap. And then they had drafted Xavier Tillman, but they traded that pick to Memphis. They had drafted Kenyon Martin Jr. that went to Houston. And those are two guys that have been quality players, you know, so far. You know, as rookies, they were pretty they were pretty, pretty quality players. And then this past season, this past draft, um, 2021, they took Davion Mitchell. That is to be seen how he performance in the Sacramento Kings uniform. I hope he succeeds well. I'm rooting for him. Um, I, I believe he's going to be a really a good player in this league, but is he the right fit right now for Sacramento? I don't think so. But that's the Kings draft history, bro. It's It's been miserable. I definitely feel for Kings fans. I feel for De'Aaron Fox. Uh, he just got randomly drug tested too, which is crazy that they... Because, <laughs> I mean, I would have randomly drug tested him too because the picture going to be on the screen... But this man was doing Bulgarian split squats with 100-pound dumbbells. I would have drug-tested the man, too, to be honest with you. <laughs> I would have drug-tested him, too, man. But Kings, man, I'm I'm hoping that y'all surprise me this season. hope that y'all come out, have a healthy year. Um, De'Aaron Fox continues to grow as a player. Tyrese Halliburton does, too. Hopefully, you know, if Buddy Hill and Marvin Bagley are still on the team, they perform well. If not... Um, Trade him. Try and get something for him. Uh, you still got Harrison Barnes. I don't know how I didn't mention Harrison Barnes. He's quietly been very, very good over the last few seasons, man. Just doing his role, playing his role. I mean, ve- good vet to have on the team, but you got to you gotta get some more quality players around these guys, man. You got a nice, decent, you know, young nucleus with, a, you know, some vets in there. I would classify Rashawn Holmes as a vet. He's been in the league for a while. Um, you just got to put some, ta- you got to get some more talent around there, man, and Hopefully, Luke Wallen is improving as a coach. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a believer in Luke Wallen as a head coach, at least not for this team. So, um, you know, I just hope that the Kings have a good year, man. They started off really good last season. Then they went on, like, they had, like, three eight-game losing streaks or eight-plus games. Like, you can't do that if you want to be a playoff team, man. But when they play good, they play really good. But when they hit their lows, they really hit a new low every time. So, Kings, please, your fans – Deserve playoff basketball.